Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of the show to hear how you can get a copy of this program and other helpful documents. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Tim, and thank you to our listeners. You're listening to KABF in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm Carrie McCoy, and it's time for me to get all up in your business. For the next hour, my guests and I will be having a conversation of curiosity and storytelling. We will be answering questions via phone and email, and I'm tweeting. And we'll be giving advice to small business owners and to people who dream of owning a small business. You may be asking yourself, what makes this lady qualified to do this? And I'll tell you, experience. So in a minute, you can email, call, tweet, and ask me anything. My experience is deep and wide, and my advice is free. Forty years ago, with just $400, I started Arkansas Flag and Banner. Since then, it's morphed into simply flagandbanner.com, with sales nearing $4 million. That's worth saying again. I started Arkansas Flag and Banner with just $400, and today we have sales nearing $4 million. I started by selling flags door-to-door, then went to telemarketing, next mail order and catalog sales, and today we rely heavily on the Internet. In addition, over the last 40 years, I've navigated flag and banner through two recessions and two wars. When people find out I'm that woman who owns Arkansas Flag and Banner, they often say, oh, I've heard about you, and begin asking me business advice. I amaze even myself with all the knowledge I've gained. If you call for advice from me or my guests, you will not be given textbook answers or theory, but you will be given candid advice from our real-world experience. So be prepared to hear the truth. It's not always easy to hear. For instance, you may not want to hear this. In business, there are very few overnight successes. Starting and owning a business takes persistence, perseverance, and patience. When I started Arkansas Flag and Banner, I supplemented my income by waitressing all while I peddled my flags door to door. After nine years, did you hear me? Nine years of working a part-time job, the company began to grow and solely support me. My first hire was a bookkeeper. My first expansion was to begin the manufacturing of custom flags. The next decade ushered in the Desert Storm War. Flags were scarce, so a screen printing department was hurriedly built to meet consumer demands. In addition to sales and manufacturing, Flag and Banner now has a purchasing department, a shipping department, a technology department, a marketing department, a call center, and a retail store. And I spearheaded each of their development. My experience is deep and wide, and my advice is free. I hope you'll take advantage of this unique opportunity by calling or emailing me on today's show. Before I start taking calls, I want to introduce you to the people at the table. We have Tim Bowen, our technician who will be taking your calls and pushing the buttons. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. My guests today are Blake Norman from the Arkansas Small Business Technology and Development Center, previously known as the SBDC and today known as the ASBTDC. He's nodding. With Norman is his client, Corey Bulkins, founder of this cool new startup called RaftUp. It's a phone app for late goers. Oh, I would have loved that in my younger days. Norman's qualifications for helping small business owners and startups is this. He has an MBA from Harding University in Searcy, Arkansas, and he is a certified Kaufman Fast Track New Venture Facilitator. 
Prior to coming to the ASBTDC in 2015, Norman founded and operated his own small business. These two dual experiences give him a unique and well-rounded perspective on how to help small businesses develop. As I said, with him today is his client, Corey Belkins, founder and CEO of RAFTUP, a niche social network for recreational boaters. On your smartphone, you can download his free app and get pizza delivered on the lake. Fast 911 help and other services we're going to learn about today. Welcome to the table, Blake Norman and Corey Belkins. Thank you very much. Thank you. I can't wait to talk to you, Corey, about this lake app. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait to tell you about it. Good. But before we get started, how did you two come to meet each other? Yeah, so I think the kind of Little Rock small business community, I think, brought Corey and I together, uh, kind of running in the same circles. Mm. Um, when you bounce ideas off of people, enough people, then it kind of starts just to form, um, and you start grabbing cups of coffee and talking about what ifs, and so that's kind of up to this point how it's kind of played out. Yeah, and I, and I think a little bit of our passions kind of align, like his past business that he had, you know, outfitting kayakers and canoers and things like that totally mesh with what I'm starting up. So the conversation has really kind of blown up into, hey, let's start talking to each other about how we're running a business. You know, Blake, on your uh, bio on the Small Business Development Center's website, you mm -hmm. don't say what your previous your prior business was because I was wondering thank you Corey for telling us yeah it was a smooth transition yeah so uh the previous uh, business that I owned we actually sold in in September of, of 2016 so um the start the operation and the exit all kind of came in the the period of uh three three and a half years so uh we started a, a retail business outdoor retail business called Beyond Boundaries Outdoor and Adventure and so we sold uh kayaks and backpacking equipment and uh, hiking apparel and, and the like and so that business still operates today I still work as an advisor for it and uh, still operates uh, out of Searcy Arkansas I don't understand why you got out of that business and I'm not sure that was in my questions today to ask about your business we're here to find out about the small business development well, center no. but I'm curious well no it's 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 kind of a fun story so you know and I think a lot of people can relate to to something like this, you know, real people start real businesses. You know, you talked about your experience. Corey has his individual experience. We all have we kind of bring our lives and our issues and our, our fears and dreams. We bring all those to the table when we start these businesses. And so uh, it worked out where my wife and I are pregnant. We're having a baby. It made sense to take one thing off the table and selling the business so that something else could be put onto the table. Uh, so I'm just a real person with, you know, with real issues just like anybody else. And uh, it worked out where the timing w was was perfect. Is it hard to sell a business? I've never done that. Um, no, it's not. It's it's the um, you take the emotion out of it, right? And that you've started this business and it is kind of your baby, um, but you 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 try to void yourself of of the emotional component and make it about the the business itself and and what gives it the best chance to succeed moving forward. Um, no. It, it's it's not difficult. I didn't I didn't think it was. I often call Arkansas Flag and Banner my firstborn. When you say it's your baby, that is so mm -hmm. true. So Corey, tell us how the idea came about. Um, well, nothing. So, so Raftip is a social experience where you get out on the water and you want to find out what cool things you can see, and not only that, not play phone tag with your friends and waste time. And so, what inspired me was I was tired of wasting time, which I, we don't, all don't have enough when we're on the water. And I built the app to actually fix my own problems, which was 
where can I go? I'm not very familiar with this area. And guys, I don't listen to my phone when I'm in the water having a great time. So I created it and um, people started showing up to the boat when they wanted to, or we went and found new places that we added and, and it's kind of grown from there. Um, and then the story goes, you're always going to get stranded. Something's going to happen. And even in today's world, when you call for help, good luck. And even if you know you're the expert on the lake or the river, when you call that person, then you have to explain to that person where you're at. And it's not very easy or it's not the right person. Or if it's an emergency, there's a real big problem on your hands. And so I wanted to solve that problem as well. We're back. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Blake from the ASBTDC and Corey from Raft Up. Is it really nine to five when you own your own business? Never. No. No. It's Not like a, a child, right? You, you don't ever stop. And when it starts crying, you go and try to do something with it or so, spend more time with so it. So, Corey, yeah. you had a career before. I did. You, yeah, you, I had a couple of careers. <laughs> yeah, you had a marketing technology strategist for Merkel. That's right. Five years. Similar role at Axiom for seven years. And I think this is interesting about you. You interned in the research and development at a company that was working on a top secret product called Segway. That's right. So a um, long time ago in the 90s, um, Dean Kamen actually did a lot of, uh, had some products. I don't know if you're familiar with Dean Kamen. He's invented several different uh uh, technologies, some of which are in the health space, um, and there's a manufacturing plant in Mountain Home, Arkansas, which developed the, this dialysis product of his. Well, he also invented the Segway, which is that machine that balances on two wheels, and you see in, you know, in malls and Paul Bart, the mall cop, and you see it in, in airports. I worked on that project when it was called the Ginger Project when it was all under wraps. So um, through a long story short, I was on a robotics uh, team in high school, in Mountain Home High School, so go bomb squad. Um, and uh, I was able to earn an internship working for Dean Kamen up in New Hampshire at his research and development facility. And some days I would find myself sitting on top of his house fixing his uh, internet <laughs> or I would find myself building little uh, gadgets to help test devices. And yeah, on the day that they announced certain things, I'd get to hang out at his cool mansion in Manchester, New Hampshire. It was a weird experience it was really something that inspired my entrepreneur spirit right to this day i think so and that came from being on what i was on a first robotics team it's a basically a high school robotics team up in mountain home arkansas yeah and now they've spread across the state and obviously around the world um but uh they we were on the first team in 1996 which and is that got you noticed as a person who works on 
robotics and that's how you inspired ended up in the scholarship? Me to get in, yeah, it inspired me to get into to math and science and go after a degree um, computer engineering, right? So before I was really interested in graphic design and art and, um, you know, a little interest in this robotics realm. And, and I was obviously was working at a Marine at the same time. So it's just like, okay, what do I want to do? Well, I would love to become, you know, somebody that creates software or builds technology, um, being like an inventor, right? Yeah. This, this program really inspired that. So I went to the university of Arkansas, uh, for computer engineering right out and through that, I evolved into going into an information systems degree from the University of Arkansas. and got that from the Walton College, Bidget, Walton College of Business. So you got your idea to want to own your own business at a young age. For sure. I was inspired by Dean Kamen. But you didn't go own your own business. You went to work as a marketing technology strategist for Merkel and then Axiom. That's right. So I didn't feel like I had enough entrepreneur experience to, to start a business. I needed to really kind of figure out who and what I wanted to be. So just like most of us who go to college, you follow this track where you get your degree and you go work for a business, you know, another business and you work in that cube and you get the nine to five job, right? And you get that salary and then you save and then you build your life around that. And as I started to grow, you know, more in my profession, I started to realize I wanted more and I wanted to do more and actually would get in trouble for trying to do more because it wasn't my responsibility to do certain things. And um, I was like, okay, well, maybe this isn't a good fit. So I got to go work for Merkle, and Merkle really allowed me to express my consulting business strategy experience uh, across Fortune 500 companies. And you, did you know, live in Arkansas when you did that. That's right, all here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, there was one project I was working for Dell, and it was a global consulting engagement. And here I am. You know, six months in, and I'm giving a presentation to the CMO of Dell and why I believe that they should change certain things on how they're managing customer preference and privacy. And, you know, how you're managing your, their business or the relationship that you have with those customers because they wanted to understand more of the consumer versus the business side. And, and that really, you know, kind of was like, okay, I'm, if I'm telling a CMO right. what they should be considering, it's time to start cons doing some little self-searching and seeing, you know, what else could I do? But you didn't have an idea. No, that, no. That, um, that makes it hard to start a business if you don't have an idea. You know what? Uh, no. Um, you know, the biggest thing that they always say is the best ideas are the ones where you're solving a valid problem, right? And as me, a passionate, lifelong boater, I'm a professional Wait, scuba diver. Wait, I just want to tweet that. The yeah. best ideas are what? The, the ones where you're solving valid problems. That's true. That's kind of like the mother, the mother of all invention, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's good. So you came up with this problem. That's right. So as a boater, as someone that's always spent time on the water, I was like, okay, well, let me look around and see what problems we're solving today or what problems still exist. Obviously, apps are a dime a dozen. So it's like, okay, well, I have some experience in technology development and, and rolling out software. So let's look at how an app potentially could allow someone to have a better and more enjoyable time on the water, right? So we spend lots of time at work trying to, you know, go on a vacation, right? Or we don't have that much time to go on the water on the weekends. And when we do go on the water on the weekends, we spend a good portion of it, guess what? Waiting around. You're waiting for your friends. You're waiting from your family. You get out to where you want to go. Then you realize that there's somebody already there. Um, maybe the, the water temperature is not the right, you know, for fishing or something along those lines. So we're waiting and we're wasting all of this time that we don't have. And I thought, okay, well, there's got to be a better way. 
And then I started to look at the marinas and people around us, and they're spending lots of money on these navigation apps. Uh, they're giving away free uh, maps. These maps have been printed since the 70s, okay? I mean, when the water levels change and things change, sorry, folks, we got to do something better than this. We're not using phone books anymore. Why are we still using printed maps? So I looked at, um, I originally worked at a marina, Bolshoals like Boat Dock up in Bolshoals, Arkansas. And uh, I looked at, they were still handing out the paper map to those people that rent boats. And I'm like, All right, you got to be kidding me, right? Because here we use our phones every three seconds, it feels, for anything that we want to do. Decision on where we want to eat or where we want to go. Or who said what about which politician, right? So we can't put these phones down. <laughs> so why are we still using a printed thing to tell us what we want to go and do? So I wanted to build a better map, but not just a navigation app, one that shows you things that you'd really want to care about. And then second of all, let's stop playing phone tag. Yeah, there's find my friends and yeah, there's this, you know, but seriously, it's convoluted and a little complicated. Why can't we just say, hey, this is where I'm at. And if you want to hide your location or you don't want to showcase your position, fine, make it easy to do that way, right? But the second point, that's important because if you're hunting or if you're out on the water fishing, your husband's away, or if you're in a fishing tournament, or if you've got people that are working on the water as a marina, or if you've got a responder, where are they at? You know, And not only that, but they've got a, an $800 GPS device. It's called a smartphone in your pocket. How come we're not using more of those to do that? So I started to look at that. And then naturally, I, I moved into this thing called Social SOS. Right? I built a feature where you can send a real-time SOS notification to anyone that you friend in the app. And they'll know where you're at in real time, anywhere in the world that they've run this app. If they're in Sydney, Australia, and they had their phone on them, and they had friended you once and, and raft up, they would get a notification. You could click on it, and they would see where you're at on a map in real time. And I don't stop there. I also let this app notify anyone within five miles of your location if they said, hey, you know, if you're nearby, can you come and help this person? And then I didn't stop there. I showed this to a fire chief up on Lake of the Ozarks. Which, by the way, Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri is the number one recreational boating lake in the country, according to USA Today. Really? Who knew that? It's also in the top 10 number of uh, most dangerous bodies of water in the country. Okay? So it's very dangerous at times, but it can be very enjoyable, too. Um, but there's some things that happen there, right? And so I went up there. I used to spend some time there. And I showed this to the this fire chief who's over water rescue. And I showed him what it is. He goes, Corey... I think it's a great idea. I think what you've built is fantastic. And I don't talk to product guys. I don't talk to salesmen. He goes, I want you to do something for me. If you can build this other system where my 911 and my rescuers can see and respond and interact, then you've really got something. And I said, okay, Chief Dorhauer, I can do that. So I turned around and I built it. So in November of, this, of 2016, we see trialed. And now my application not only notifies your friends, family, and people around you, but also emergency response and 911 all at the same time. They can track you. They can see your emergency contact number. So no longer do you have to feel like you're stranded. But you've got to have cell tower service. You have a cell service. Which is an issue on some of those lakes. It can be. But what do you do when you don't have cell service and you still need to do something? What do you do? You find that cell tower signal and you do what? You still make that phone call. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. I right. guess so. Yeah. So here's one of the, here's a statistic. Because you can find a, you can find a, and now you're a more connection lost. somewhere. Right. Now you've gone away from what happened and now you're even more lost. And than you, you don't were. have to just lose, use it on the water. That's right. We actually have hunters. Hunting, we I have hunters said. using it. We actually have some people using it on the golf course. 
uh, in areas because their family members know that they have health issues and yes, you can have a wristband and everything like that, but we're a, a button click away to 911. I never went on the lake with my husband and children that we didn't get stranded. Mm-hmm. I never went on the lake with my husband and children that we didn't have to wait hours on somebody who said they were going to be at the dock mm-hmm. at the right time and they never showed up and we're circling and I'm furious and so to not get furious I drink more <laughs> <laughs> that's not good so this is a perfect solution to all of that I hope so I hope so it's at least an attempt to solve that problem yeah Blake are you feeling neglected no not at all I, I love Corey's story and what he's trying to create here you know he, he said it before he's solving a real problem here I mean carry your story just now i mean speaks, it's everybody's it speaks story to that. exactly mm-hmm. it speaks to that so no i think what he is saying is truth and the problem that he's solving is real so how do you keep other people from taking your idea um you just it, be the first it's execution one out. it's execution yeah. you be the you know? first one out and i'm a true person i do what i say i'm going to do it um i believe in the people that work for me and i and i make strong lasting relationships and to be honest that's how you win because there will be people that will copy me. There will be people that will want to do the same thing. And you know what? Fantastic. Because if they do, they're solving a problem too, mm-hmm. right? Well, it increases awareness about your market. I was the right. first person out probably on the Internet with flags and banners. And now there's a ton of people out. But So with the first person out, what is that, the bell curve? You get to the top and then other people are chasing you. And then you all do get there. But what it does is it increases your whole market share. Right. Everybody's using an app. You're not going around having to educate everybody right. about flags right. anymore. They're going to so say, oh, you'll the, the raft up of such and such, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I hope so. Well, and part of that, too, is, you know, the, the first one may, may succeed. They may not. Yeah. But, you know, no one should be really concerned with, I don't think anybody that's creating anything should be concerned with someone copying them. It requires work. And a lot of people are scared of hard work. Mm. And so whether you have an idea or not is, is really kind of a mute point. It's whether or not you're willing to stay up late, work around the clock, and, and make it happen. That's exactly right. Hard work. Because people call me and say, I would like to give you my idea, but I want you to sign something saying that you won't steal it. And I'm like, I don't have time to time steal that. your idea. I can't even keep right. up with all my own ideas. Right. And then even when I started hiring my first couple of employees, my mother is so funny. She said, well, don't teach anybody what you're doing because they'll steal it from you. I said, right. Mother, nobody wants to work this hard. And mm. she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's no. the truth. You know, I'd like to say this. I mean, if somebody has enough money to try to go and tackle and compete with me, why don't you just call me? You know, yeah. I can make you really success, you know, really rich and successful. <laughs> you don't have to try to beat someone who knows this game really well. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, I want to find out how long it took from the idea to fruition when we get back.
So how long did it take from when you were sitting on the lake stranded and waiting something for somebody or doing whatever it was you're doing and you thought, this is my opportunity to become an entrepreneur. I'm mm -hmm. filling the need. Uh, you'll, you'll laugh. I, it was December of 2014 and, uh, I, I just freshly would turn 35 and I looked and I was like, I don't want to be doing what I'm doing anymore. I want to do something else. And so I, I called a, a, an army recruiter. <laughs> laugh, laugh. I called an army recruiter. I was like, listen. And they're like, you're too old. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Okay, I'll do that one. And then I went online and I saw this ad and one of the, the local news uh, websites and it showcased this opportunity to apply for a class an entrepreneur class at small business development. That's Center. right. That's right. And, and, uh, one of the things that, um, I did was, okay, well, I'm going to apply for this and I'm not going to assume that I think I know my yeah. stuff with a uh, business as a strategist. So I'm going to start from scratch. I'm going to go and participate in starting on my business. And I went in and met the wonderful folks at the ASP TDC and sat through courses every Monday for three hours for several weeks and started to learn how to take my idea. And my idea, by the way, started out to be uh, delivery assistance. So when you pick up and you bought a, uh, you know, a refrigerator at the Home Depot, you could almost find an Uber or someone to pick that up and take it to your house for you, right? I mean, that was the original idea. It wasn't Whoa. even, it wasn't even, leap. it wasn't, it was a pivot. It was a huge pivot. And then I took my idea further on and we finagled it through the class. And I went to a thing called Startup Weekend. It was three months is later. Is that at the Small Business Development Center? No, that is not. It, it's a separate program yeah, that yeah. you take your idea and you compete against other people with your idea and you can win five to $10,000 to go into local? your business. It, it was up in Fayetteville. It was hosted by the Startup Junkies up in Fayetteville, Northwest Arkansas. Is that their real name, the Startup Junkies? Mm -hmm. Yep. It is. And uh, my wife and I took the idea and we competed. I won the chance through a 60-second pitch to move on to the next round and then I curated a pitch deck and we pitched it on Sunday and all of this happens in three days by the way and, and you're that, pitching not the rest not of that idea. no and that in that weekend I met some mentors and you know you talked about you know giving some hard advice and the gentleman that told and sat down and goes I think you're doing trying to do too much and you're trying to do delivery services and some water related stuff he goes why don't you focus on what you really have a passion for do you really want to be going to home depots and hanging out on delivery docks or do you really want to be on the water? And then the light bulb clicked. And then we, we focused and we, customer discovery, I went to five marinas that one weekend and just, it happened that weekend. And so my wife and I pitched and we, we got second place. We got behind somebody that was pitching like party in a box. Retailers up in Northwest Arkansas, I love the idea of that, but there were several people on the judging panel who were like, I've been stranded on the water before. This is a really great idea. I think if go. all of our listeners are probably going, that's me, I've done that, I've been right. there. You know, right, sometimes right. I'm like, I'd go to the lake, but it's going to take longer than you think because you're going to have a, something unforeseen come up. That's right. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So tell us about your classes, Blake. I didn't yeah. know you had real classes. Yeah, so the trainings that we offer through the ASBTDC uh, in this class specifically was the uh, Kaufman uh, curriculum that's that's uh, created by the Kaufman Foundation up in Kansas City and so uh, a lot of us or all of us uh, business consultants that that consult business owners every day in our office we help teach the fast-track curriculum during this class so it meets once a week Monday nights uh, and it's about a two two and a half hour class and we go through how to write a business plan how to find your market uh, how to create financial projections all these things that we may or may have not learned in college if we went to college we may or may not have learned uh, you know kind of what a, 
a PNL is maybe in, in, in high school, maybe. Or you didn't care at the time when or you were in you college. you certainly <laughs> didn't care. Exactly. And P&L oh, yeah. means profit and profit loss. Profit and loss, right. yeah. yeah. So, and, and to Corey's point, I mean, it, you know, when you're learning about it in class, it's all theory. And to your point in the opening statements, taking the theory and applying it, or there's, there's a gap there. And so what this class does, it kind of helps break down what this big pie in the sky kind of thing is that we're trying to achieve in starting a business. And so that's what the curriculum is based on is, is kind of putting it in bite size pieces and, and making it so that it, it is something attainable. Can you, can you just get a one-on-one? Yeah. So that, counsel, yeah. Counsel? So that's, that's primarily what uh, a lot of what we do at the ASBTDC. So that's the, that's the best part by the way. Yeah. The one-on-one consulting is completely free. Yes. That's the best part. The one-on-one consulting. No, that's the best part. Well, I don't know about the free part. I mean, yeah, free is nice. <laughs> free is very nice, yeah. Free. It's like the advice you're giving right now. Free. Right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So so it's very so the ASBTDC, the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center, the ASBTDC part is almost shorter than the full name. Um, we are funded in part not only by the university, so our offices are on the University of Arkansas Little Rock campus, uh, but we're also funded in part by state and federal grants. And so what that does is that allows the services that we provide, the one-on-one consulting, the market research, the helping and create financial projections, it makes all of those services completely free. Uh, And so what we do as business consultants, and that's my role, uh, I sit down with someone like Corey who's got this crazy idea of delivering appliances to people, uh, and I say, hey, let's, let's figure out what this idea is, let's figure out what this idea is not, and who are we talking to? Yeah, and I, I think one identify more identify t- your customers. Yeah, you mean? correct. And I think the other, I think the other benefit that out of these classes that I think are the best is the people in the room, is mm-hmm. these other aspiring entrepreneurs, these like-minded people, people, like-minded individuals, or people that have this really wonderful, and they're just you know how it is. It's like, oh my god, I have this great idea. I'm going to do something. And they're going to tell everybody about it, and then they go to this class and they get scared. It's like the deer in the headlights. Like, oh my gosh, I got to do a business plan and a forecast and a PNL. You know, it's all of these things, and they didn't expect it. They've got this wonderful idea. So a, a big part of it is this little um, camaraderie that comes out of the class, and people want to help other people. There, or they may actually find that somebody they want to go into business with is in the room, or they'll mm-hmm. find that their idea. Is is our? I mean, there's no new ideas, right? So they'll find that their ideas. I don't know. Not yours new. is pretty new. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's co- a support group. I think you're right. trying to oh, say. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In and a sense, it really is. I mean, we're we're you not. Can't the, underestimate a support group. No, you cannot. And we at the front of the room that are talking through the curriculum, we are not the heroes in this story. The small business owners are the heroes in the story. We're just the guides. We're just kind of helping steer the ship. The folks with the ideas that are sitting in the seats that are working a nine to five and then coming to this class after the fact and trying to start this business idea, those folks are the heroes. They're the passionate ones. Is it easy? No, uh, I'm not saying it's easy. Please don't hear me say that it's easy. Is it worth it? For some folks it is, yes. Do you know that the Small Business Development Center taught me how to write a business plan? And look at you now. I, that, do you know that's how I bought the DeBorean Hall? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They they uh, they were on Main Street in downtown yeah, Little Rock. Yeah. And this gentleman, um, he did exactly what you said, mentored me one-on-one, mm-hmm. and he helped me write a business plan and think through all the things that would happen, and 
I don't think I would have gotten the Taborian Hall without his help. Yeah, well, and you think, if you talk about the business plan, that's this big, scary monster that nobody really wants to uncover. But it's not really. It's really no. not. I mean, you're talking about your business. And, that, and that's what I tell people when I sit, ac- I sit across the table from them and say, this is, your, this is your business. Nobody's writing me a check. I'm not writing a check. Blake Norman's not writing a check to anybody on, on behalf of your business. This is completely your idea. I want to come alongside you and help make this a reality. Let's talk about funding. Do y'all help people with funding? We do not. No, we do not. We do not write checks. Now, we will help people find the right avenues for funding options. Um, but a lot of people come in and say, well, you know, I want a grant. Well, uh, you know, I don't. I, I hate to bust your bub- bubble here, but uh, I, I, I kind of equate grants to the Tooth Fairy. We talk about the Tooth Fairy. I've just never actually seen her in action, you know. So, no, and I say that. I mean, grants are available, but they are far and few between. They do exist. Yeah. They do exist, but for your run-of-the-mill restaurant, you know, uh, beauty salon. you can't salon, be for profit. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult to kind of have your cake and eat it, too, in, in that regard, yeah. But you do help people with funding in the respect that you put the business plan together that they cannot go to a bank and get money for without absolutely. that. That is absolutely right. Yeah, if you, if, if you try to walk into a bank without a business plan or, or financial projections and ask for a loan, they will kindly send you right to our office. Yeah. I like to do a business plan for myself when I'm just planning a new project, even though I'm not even going to go get a loan just to force me to go through the steps of thinking about what the income is what the expenses are and is it a viable decision and Mm -hmm. i did it for the dreamland ballroom and it was not a viable decision that's a that's a great realization to come to before you've invested all this time and money and resources Mm -hmm. into making something that nobody wants to buy there's one more thing you can do i don't know if you've heard of the lean canvas Mm -hmm. but almost it's a one sheet business plan it can take maybe 30 minutes to fill out and what you can do is it's a it's a lunchtime exercise. Uh, learn about the Lean Canvas. It, it has all the different functions of a business, but you can bullet them, right? And then you can go and then test the waters on each one of those. You can go and sit with a customer and go, hey, would you buy this? And would you pay this much for it? And then you can start to figure out how often they say yes and how, how much they're going to say that and what challenges or they'll tell you what competitors are out there. And guess what? All of those things that you need to build your business plan start to fall out of that lean canvas all that little Mm -hmm. that plate that you put together does the lean canvas help you write the income statement no 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 no. the asb tdc does yeah yeah no the lean lean canvas canvas is about marketing (laughs) well it it can be in a sense yeah and kind of to Corey's point i mean what it does it it's another tool to get your ideas out of your head and on paper but but it's about the product but it's not about the business plan no well it kind of yes and no it kind of forces you to get once you've got your ideas on paper to kind of get out of the building Right. Okay. If we've got this idea of this product or service that we want to bring to market, who are we going to sell it to? Right. And so when he talks about going and sitting and talking with someone about them identifying competitors or, uh, yeah, I know I really like that component of, of the of the business model that you've got there and, and this this variance of the product or service that you're trying to offer. How do you differentiate? Like, Yeah, they'll tell you what they like or don't like about it. And then it's your job not to get your feelings hurt and then go make that thing that they want. Some, it sounds like they're going to keep you from letting the tail wag the dog, which I think happens all the time. You get in love with your idea. Absolutely. No, yeah, do yeah. not fall in love with your idea. Absolutely. <laughs> it will uh, kill you. Yeah. So if somebody wants training, yep. they can come one night a week? So the, the specific class that Corey spoke about was the, uh, it's a partnership with the city of Little Rock. And I, I know there's another class coming up. I'm not sure where registration stands on that particular class. 
um, they can go to our website, asbtdc.org. ASBTDC.org. Could you get more acronyms there? (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. LOL. uh, Go to ASBTDC.org. It does kind of flow, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You can also, if you reach out to Chauncey Holloman. Yes. Chauncey. Chauncey, She's the one over uh, supporting the small business for for the Literox side Mm -hmm. of that relationship. That's exactly right. Yeah. So. So, Corey, is your app for your smartphone free? It is. So how do you make any money, honey? Yeah. So initially, I started out of the gate trying to charge for it. And uh, so just to back it up, I am now full-time running my, my career or my running Raft Up. I didn't leave until February. Actually, this is my anniversary of this week. A of one year? A one-year anniversary of leaving my job. Oh, yeah. When we were talking about that earlier, you started, we never did get to the end. You started yeah. on 2014. 2014. It was your idea at that, at that so place start, in Fayetteville. I raised some friends and family f- uh, funding. So you okay. go out and you raise quite a lot of money for my idea. Because, by the way, no one will uh, loan you money for a startup, a technology startup. It's, it's purely a different beast. Right? So raising friends and family money, your own money, and then building software. So through that process, I built software um, in... All of everything we built for RaftUp has been built in Arkansas. Nothing's been outsourced to another country or anything like that. Okay. Thank you very much. Every, every dollar has been spent in Arkansas as well. So all the marketing material, things like that, is everything is Arkansas made. Um, we launched Memorial Day of last year, and we did a full press release, and we tried to. We initially gave a one-month free app, and then we started to look at pre-sales of pre-selling memberships. You know, app subscriptions through marinas because we provide a service to marinas well you know which is they get to see where their customers are on the water their customers get to find out what they want to go and, and it really inspired a lot of marinas to go oh, yeah well, this is a no-brainer we'll do it and then we've come to find out that a people don't want to buy apps these days and b you're adding one more thing to a marina to sell and they don't really know how to sell it right it's technology it's an app it's something that doesn't happen so we learned through last year's uh, revenue um, that selling the app is not a good approach. But, and which is also funny because you think people with disposable incomes who buy boats would don't care about buying an app. Yeah, but, that's a good point. But what we found is free is for me. Everyone wants a free app. This free app will actually save your life. It potentially could save your life. It could save your kid's life or someone in your family or someone you know. So we've given this out. What we do in turn is we also have, and I didn't pivot, but I evolved. I've also accidentally created this other 911 monitoring solution, right? This is real time. It's not tower-based technology. And they're willing to pay me for this service. Okay. So I'm getting revenue through. 911? That's right. PSAP centers or point. What's PSAP mean? The PSAP is like a 911 dispatch center. Okay. Yeah. Um, I always forget the terminology there, but basically it's a 911 call center. Okay. And they want to know exact location so they can cut down their response times. Well, is, is, is this app is a GPS. That's right. That's right. And we provide uh, responder tracking and victim tracking and things like that. And so this is perfectly what they need. They have a solution for. I can't believe they don't have that already. Really? I know. Well, um, there are there are requests, there are solutions out there, but it's surprisingly when you call nine one one on your mobile phone, they really don't know where you're at. I really cannot believe that. So there's a huge misperception of that they'll know where you're at, and not only that, but your call is based on a tower that it hits. So sometimes towers can be tricky. Uh, and some here's the other thing: Did you know that your cell signal will actually go further on water than it does on land because mm-hmm. it can bounce off the top of the water, right? 
So here's the situation. You could have a tower that's on uh, near 430 bridge, and it's, and it's way, way away, but it's bouncing its signal. And you call 911 from that bridge, it'll go to a dispatch center in a totally different district, and then that person has to dispatch to another dispatch center, and now you've got phone tag going on and trying to orchestrate response units to that position. Don't is, call 911 from the 430 booth. <laughs> no, 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 dude. <laughs> Unless there's an emergency. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but what we've Try done, yeah, what we've done is we've totally removed this whole tower bouncing around triangulation issue and gave the exact location on your mobile phone. I bet you've learned that part in the last year. You probably didn't know that when you started. Yeah. It, to be honest, it, three months ago, I didn't know I was taking on this whole new evolution. And now this, the state of Arkansas is very interested in what I'm doing. There's government entities that have asked me to do other certain things um, with my technology, not just trying to solve social voting. <laughs> I love it. So, so I mean, get this right. I think that if I was to go on Lake Washita and download your app, I mm-hmm. could text my friends. You still could text with your phone. We didn't want to try solving texting. So all I can do, do with it is find my friends? Yeah, if you have your friends, download it, and you friend each other, you'll be able to find each other on the water and where you want to go. And then what if I did have an emergency? How would I contact them from through your app? Well, if you could help me reach out to the Garland County um, Sheriff's Department. I already showcased this to them. Um, getting your uh, OEM, that's the Office of Emergency Management uh, officials. If you want this in your area, it takes five minutes to set up and 30 minutes of training. And your your area will be, can be covered. Uh, it just takes a conversation. I now have, just as just recently, I now have Baxter County up in north central Arkansas. I have other counties next to them that are very interested. I just spoke with Yale County today, which is on Lake Dardanelle. And it just takes a demonstration and some attention and I'm hearing yes, 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 yes. I sat down with uh, the Director of Emergency Management for the state of Arkansas, um, that's AJ Gary. He looked at one look at this and he went, I have no advice to give. I would love for to see a statewide rollout. And so you need to go and prove it out. You know what this reminds me kind of of Facebook, how nobody could figure out how to make money off of Facebook. And then all of a sudden, everybody was using it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, money started rolling into that guy. What's his name? Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we also make other money another way. Oh, you do? Yeah. So we don't charge a lot for this service to the 911s because we know that their budget's strapped. And so what we do is turn it around. We do geo-targeted advertising. So, oh, my background in marketing strategy and technology is now coming to play. So businesses who want to get in front of disposable incomes can. Like Snapchat? Um, well, Didn't it do a geo marketing? They do some of that, yeah. They do some of that. So what we'll be able to do is, based on where you're at and what your interests are, we can then have banner ads that will be associated to your interest. Your business can actually showcase their location, what events they have going on, and those sort of things. I think I want to do that. It Boaters like are big should. flag buyers. I was about to mm-hmm. say that 4th of July weekend, they're going to be out and about. I have lots of boaters that come by because flags were out on the – they have to replace them every year because mm-hmm. on the water. Do you, have a, do you have a flag on your boat? We did. We did. And actually, I want to talk to you about getting a custom flag for my, my lifestyle business that we're launching to. <laughs> <laughs> Another one? Well, Raft Up is actually a lifestyle. So rafting oh. up on the water is a community. It's, it's a known thing to do within the boating circles. If you raft up, it's actually getting together and it's a social event. So It's like a flotilla. It's like a flotilla. And so what we're going to do is we have... Um, branded clothing that we're kicking off you can wear we sell through marinas too so not only do you download the app but you can wear our clothing and the response has been overwhelming but one of the things that we actually want to do is i want a burgee i want a custom oh, yeah. burgee and let's have a conversation for everybody that. that doesn't know what a burgee is it's like a swallowtail flag little points on mm-hmm. the end
So you're probably wondering why that song, y'all know, recognize that song? It's from the movie Working Girl, a 1988 romantic comedy drama film with Melanie Griffith, Harrison Ford, and Sigourney Weaver. And I loved that show, and I thought my listeners might want to go, oh yeah, we really like that, and make them, remind them to go watch it. So I had a, uh, what's SOS mean? You said it's a social SOS. What does that mean? Uh, well, there's actually not a real meaning for it. Save our soul is used to be the term used for uh, mariners on the water. Save our soul, SOS. But actually, oh. SOS is really just a uh, you know Morse code. So, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. So I say social SOS because... We're socializing our request for help, not only with our friends and family, but people near us. Um, And uh, so save ourselves, that's another one, so social SOS. Um, Or you can play with the idea of uh, social outdoor safety and SOS. Oh, I like that. How do people get your app? Where do they find it? You can download the app in both the Apple Store, Apple App Store, or the Google Play Store for Android. So it's made for Android and Apple phones. Is that hard to do, to, to to make an app? Oh yeah, it was a it was a challenge. Let's just to say that for sure, and very expensive. Is it? Mm-hmm. That's what you spent most of your money on. Does your wife work? She does. Yeah, she is a good. finance and accounting sure. manager. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you had to go to the small business development center. I guess you and your wife just couldn't work together. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. Uh, well, her 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 accounting is focused purely in a different area, not just managing a business. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. So uh, Blake, mm-hmm. what do you think the small business development center's biggest strength is? biggest strength um i would say the resources that we have available to us so I, I spoke earlier about the consulting services the training services that we offer the market research that we're able to provide for for our clients is is immense uh, so if we want to know uh, a certain demographic where they're located uh, how many of those people are there oh you got data we have lots of data uh, so let's go back to what your strengths are. Yeah, so in, in, in talking more about the market research, so the data that we have, not only at the state level, but also on the national level and even international level, uh, is pretty immense. So if, if we're talking about how many potential customers might be in a, in a, in a specific trade area, say a 15-mile drive radius from a specific location, if you're looking at opening a retail store, we can look and find 
how many of those exact people it is that you're trying to reach. Is that because you're using Axiom's data information or you're using the city's information or where are you getting your data from? Yeah, I'm not sure what Axiom does on behind the scenes as far as kind of generating and, and kind well, of... Corey ought to know he worked there. I, know, no, I don't <laughs> want to put him on the spot though. So. Uh, but no, I mean, Big Brother knows a lot about us, right? And so we can use that information now uh, uh, to our benefit, which is, which, is, which is helpful. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that. I'm going to... I may have to consider using that for... Um, Arkansas flag and banner I didn't know that we do a lot of mailing right so how do you advertise Corey uh, right now what we do is we do a lot of social posting and we'll be doing a, no direct mail I don't like direct mail I just come from that background but um, a lot of it's just press releases and social posting and um, we will be doing some email but not um, outbound email we'll do a lot of if you, you became a part of raft up we'll send out a newsletter um, sh- share with your friend. We'll try to do some social. Uh, social. We have a website, so some inbound traffic. We don't pay for any uh, SEO, SEM. Um, and then I do have some print material, but it's really for, I put flyers up in rack cards and marinas and in different areas. Um, we're going to have a unified uh, social posts through our 911 units and the marinas that we'll be doing businesses with. So that's how I'll be doing my advertising once I have more revenue. Then we'll talk about <laughs> what my marketing mix is going to be from an outbound perspective. So what is your email? What is your uh, web, web address? Our web address is raftup.com. So That's a good one. R-A-F-T-U-P.com. And your Facebook probably. Our Facebook is at the raftup, the raftup, R-A-F-T-U-P. Yeah, that's for Facebook, Twitter, and for Instagram. If you want to see some of those wonderful pictures that we take every so often, you can follow us on Just Instagram. make us want to go to the lake. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. make us realize, well, we're sitting at the desk. You're right. out there with your GPS going, isn't this good? I'm working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I try to remind people that I get to work from the boat sometimes. Yeah, yeah I bet your wife likes that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blake, what do you think the biggest mistake is that people make for small business owners make? Yeah. Besides believing their own BS. Yeah, sure. No, I I think, uh, yeah, I think beyond just not taking into that objective advice from, from whomever it it may be that gives it to them. Because oftentimes, you know, our family and friends are our biggest cheerleaders. So they're, they're not very good at giving us objective advice, but most of the time they're not at least, uh, I think probably the biggest mistake is, is not taking, uh, into account everything that goes into starting a business. Is there something you didn't realize was going to happen, Corey? Um, you thought people, no, would, you no, thought people I, would buy your I, app. No, and I, um, well, the first thing that I realized is if you watch the, the TV show uh, Silicon Valley as a tech startup, you'll want to eat every word that you ever had said or think that you said. So one of the things is uh, I try to check my uh, stereotypes at the door. There you go. Um, but one of the things is, yeah, you're going to work. I don't understand what that means. Uh, so, um, in, in the startup space, you're talking about scaling and how do I scale? How do I go viral? How do I, you the know, ecosystem, ecosystem pitch, you know, raise, how can I do uh, 80? How do I do a 10 X my return on my investment? You know, or, you know, it's all the different nuances around trying to pitch your business. And then you start to realize that actually you should stop pitching the business and start selling your, selling what you're selling rather than trying to get raised and funding and investment. So you're saying that all of the textbook kind of terminology and theory is just exactly that. And that when you get in the trenches, it's different. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, Very I think different. it's st- it's still there, but it's as real as it's going to be. And it doesn't show its face. Right. When when you're talking about how do you differentiate your product, you're still t- you know, you're like, OK, well. 
this is how I sell. Okay, that's differentiating your product. So how are you different than, how is Apple different than Android, right? And so, you know, they're all about taking pictures and, and not so much on all the different features. And then how does Android do it? Well, they throw all of the things that you can do into it, right? So how do they differentiate? Um, so that's how I have to look at my business and, and figure it out. I have enjoyed y'all so much. This has really been interesting show. I want to thank both of y'all. And because we talked about it earlier, the birth of your businesses. Here's a cigar. <laughs> oh, thank wow. you. Thank Hand you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Norman, Blake, I keep calling you Norman. You've that's got two okay. first names. I'll, I'll answer in any of them. That's fine. <laughs> they're, both, been, they're both good. I've been called a lot worse things, I can assure you. That. Well, you get a cigar from uh, the Humidor Room at Colonial Wine and Spirits on Markham Street in Little Rock, Arkansas, because you birthed businesses. All right. And well, like thank Blake you. said, it's like your firstborn child. That's right. Uh, how do they get in touch with both of you again one more time? Yeah, again, the, at the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center, our website is asbtdc.org, uh, and the uh, best phone number is 501-683-7700. And Corey? You can reach RaftUp at raftup.com, or you can find us on social media. Facebook is the Up. Twitter is the Raft Up and Instagram is the Raft Up. If you want to email me directly, it's Corey C O R E Y at raftup.com. Good luck. I'm excited about your. your I'm going to get the app and go on the lake. I've got a boat. <laughs> um, who's my Who's my guest next week, Tim? It is going to be the advertising firm Toma Toma. Oh, I love them. They're married. Uh, so we're going to have husband and wife come on and talk about nepotism and about their business. And they've been in they've been in business a pretty good while. Yeah, Martin's, so be, Martin's great. And yeah. advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We haven't covered that yet. You know, we haven't had an advertising group. This will be the first one. Excellent point. All right. If you've got a great entrepreneurial story you would like to share, I would love to hear from you. Send a brief bio and your contact info to questions at upyourbusiness.org and someone will be in touch. And finally, to our listeners, thank you for spending time with me. If you think this program's been about you, you're right, but it's also about me. Thank you for letting me fulfill my destiny. My hope today is that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next Friday at 2 p.m. on KABF Radio in Little Rock, Arkansas. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Want to hear today's program again or want someone else to benefit from it? Jot this down. Within 48 hours, the podcast will be available at upyourbusiness.org or at flagandbanner.com. Again, that's upyourbusiness.org. Click the tab labeled podcast. There you will find today's segment with links to resources that you heard discussed on today's program. Carrie's goal to help you live the American dream.